Five, Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Glad you joined us this afternoon. It's a Monday here. I mean, it's gorgeous weather, at least in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm sitting alongside my good bud, Doug McCary. How was your weekend, Douglas? It was uh, good. Very good. Um, Enjoyed. Watched a lot of football with my wife. Lori and I just pretty much uh, sat around. We watched the Jags, who, by the way, you know, I know they lost. But they played a great game. Uh, I I I was sitting there and watched them. They were in it the whole game. And Coach Peterson said, "We just want to be ha- able to have a chance." They had a chance. <clears throat> it was a it was a slim chance at the end because of the couple of turnovers. But you know, I thought Trevor Lawrence and those guys. I, I thought they played a good game uh, and, and a good season. You yeah. know, to come oh, from where they went. Uh, Doug <clears throat> Peterson did an unbelievable job and um, just. Uh, a really good turnaround, and I want to tell you, I don't know. Did you watch the game, I or just, did you fall asleep? No, just uh, <laughs> sleep was definitely because it. You know, I mean, it was an afternoon game, but I was bouncing forth back and forth between the uh, American Express golf tournament. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I, I am a fan. Though. I know, I, mean, I know you are, but watching the Chiefs and watching the Jaguars play. At the end of the game, they were classy. The way they they handled each other, it was a very clean game and very sportsmanlike. I mean, it was you know a lot of times in the NFL you can see cheap shots, you can see mm-hmm. trash talking, and I it just was really good to watch those guys after the game congratulate each other, watch Mahomes go up to Trevor Lawrence, say something to him that was really encouraging. And the other players going back and forth. So, kudos to those guys. I, I just I was really proud of the team, proud of Coach Peterson, and and not you know, and it wasn't about winning or losing. I would have loved yeah. for them to win, but it was just the way they conducted themselves. It yeah. was refreshing to see that back yeah. in the NFL yeah. again. Well, so. I mean, what did they have six, six in a row or five in a row? How, how many did the Jaguars win in a I row? I think it was like six in a row. Man. Okay, so we haven't seen that in years yeah. uh, here. I, I don't. I think even when they went to the playoffs in 2017, they didn't have that kind of a run. And so I think what we got to see this year. By the way, those are really nice looking glasses. You, you like my blue glasses, Lori? Did you bar? Did you lend those to, you, to Doug? <laughs> Sorry, I Lori. Just, go, you you were distracted by my glasses. They're, I got they're, some. They're you really know, one cute. day we're going to put a camera up in here so everybody can see <clears throat> uh, that we we'll get the visual as well as the audio. Sorry, but, uh, squirrel there. Uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just are you I'm ADD? Super, Come I'm on, super man. proud about our Jags, uh, yeah, yeah. and and I tell you. I I I maybe was like a lot of people. I, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Yeah. But I'm excited about the future of the team, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I think, and it's not just Trevor. It's the whole team. It that is kind of rallied. Well, around they the all coach. talked about the team exactly. And you know what? Even when the Chiefs were interviewed, in fact, Lori made me record the video of Mahomes' interview, and and she brought up a really good point. And that's why you and I married way above our head, because it's not just their looks. It's their inner person that that they catch on to stuff like this. But what it was, was Mahomes said, you know, when I went down, because Patrick Mahomes got hurt, if you didn't watch the game, 
if you're in another place, you don't care about the football, the quarterback who was really the key part of the Kansas City Chiefs in a lot of ways went down with an injury. And when he was interviewed at the end, he just said, you know, when you go down and it's time for the rest of the team to come alongside and help make up and come alongside you. And Lori said, that's such a beautiful picture of the body of Christ, what mm. we should do. When our brothers and sisters go down because of a, 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 a failure or a, 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 some imperfection in their life that we all have flaws, right? We all have things we struggle with. Instead of chewing them up and spitting them out, we come alongside of them and we we help uh, take up the slack. And that's what he said. Yeah, and that I was think, a beautiful picture. Yeah, Galatians 6, I think it is, that yeah. we are to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Yes. <clears throat> you know, I think that is probably... I mean, I am. That's what I'm most encouraged about with the Jaguars. Yeah. You know, as you look forward to next year, um, I, what we let's see. Trevor's got a pretty long contract, I think. I think I he does. So. <laughs> yeah, I hope he does too. And again, he's not the he's not the key to the team, but he's certainly a huge component to it. Yeah. And uh, I am super excited about it. I know many of our our fans, at least here, uh, many of our listeners here in uh, Northeast Florida southeast georgia are big jags fans and uh so anyway but uh i like Mahomes. yeah i i like Mahomes too he's a class and, guy uh, yeah it's gonna be a it'll be a good uh, afc championship i felt bad for the cowboys and by the way this isn't sports radio this is just yes. uh <clears throat> it is swat radio swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth we do kind of talk about in the first segment things going on in our culture and Brad, I don't know if you've become aware. People always go, why do you guys, like even people that send emails or texts, why do you guys, you know, focus on homosexuality, LGBTQ issues during that first segment? You know, we we are to love them. We are to love those people. But it is being thrust into our face as normative, as okay, and even uh Tony Dungy, who's probably one of the most respected coaches in the NFL because of his character and his coaching ability. It's not just his character, but his his character and his coaching ability was vilified in an article um, last week because he participated in the March for Life, and they went on to call him an anti-LGBTQ bigot. Uh, because of his stance on homosexuality. And I was sharing with you before we got on air, I went to see a movie. I was so disappointed because it had Tom Hanks and it was about a man called Otto was the name of the movie. And, you know, Tom Hanks is a great actor. Unfortunately, a lot of the great actors are very liberal in their progressive mm. views of, of things as it relates to those issues. And sure enough, in the movie, you're watching it. And by the way, it's a very dark movie. Um, I, I would just caution you, um, if 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 you've got any triggers with people that have struggled with depression really bad and, and um, uh, you know, thought about suicide or, or struggled with that, I, I probably wouldn't go see it. it. It just, it's very dark in that way. But in the movie, they have a main character that they present 
as a trans who gets uh, pretty much, you know, disowned by the family and they make a big deal about that and how he comes in there and appreciates the person for who they are, which, listen, nobody should be bullied for any belief they have. But that doesn't mean you compromise on the truth. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you you uh, affirm uh, gender dysphoria. It doesn't mean you uh, affirm a lie. It is a lie in any other realm. We talked about it right. last week. <clears throat> you you can't go in and 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 change objective reality, and you can do all the surgeries in the world on somebody, but you can't change their DNA. Their DNA is fixed by God when they come into the world, mm-hmm. and they're either XX or XY. That And you watch, Brad. They're going to try to change that. I oh, promise absolutely. you that's coming. Yeah. They're going to try to yep. state that, well, that's not really scientific, and they're going to try to do something to change it. But in that movie, it was there, but while we were watching uh, the previews, they showed this new movie about a cabin in the woods, and it's two gay men raising a gay daughter, I mean, a daughter, and they make it normative, and you mm-hmm. just, they're, they're, the agenda of the progressives uh, from a, a spiritual perspective is to thrust this agenda on our country in such a way that if you believe the Bible and what the Bible says, you're a bigot and you're, you're marginalized homophobe, whatever, whatever it is. Well, I mean, you probably saw the news over the weekend about this, uh, Ivan Provorov, who is the, uh, defenseman for the Philadelphia flyers. And, uh, he's kind of faced some serious backlash for his decision to boycott the organization's pride night. (laughs) that supports LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. it says and uh, Provov didn't participate in pregame warmups when the team wore pride themed jerseys and used sticks wrapped in rainbow pride tape. He cited his Russian Orthodox religion as the reason why he didn't participate. He eventually played in the game against the Anaheim ducks. But he said, he said this, I respect everybody and I respect everybody's choices. He told reporters after the game, my choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. This guy got lambasted. Yep. And, uh, and this is kind of to your point. If you don't come around to their, you know, their views, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, uh, it, you know, the fact that he said, I respect their choices. I mean, I, I don't respect that choice necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe you have a choice, but, you know, it's it, this has become normalized now. And what if we normalize some other things? Just in your head, if you're listening, what are some other things you could see get normalized in the next 30 years? Oh, there, well, pet, pedophilia would be one. Um, you know, uh, and, um, I, I, I pretty soon you're going to start to see even, um, you know, I think you'll see, um, minor theft. I was going to say that. I mean, well, intellectual theft already happens and people don't really, unless it costs the bottom line money, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, this goes back. I don't know if you remember uh, last week, I said something about the church of England, the bishop over there made the statement um, that he did thing wrong with re-examining scripture in light of science and what's happening in our secular world. Now, 
he said, God is quite capable of speaking to the church from outside the church. Now think about mm. that. He is mm. saying this. We, If you deny the revelation of God in creation and the revelation of God in Scripture, you, you're if you are a believer, you better be strapping on because God may be about to take you off the face Amen. of the earth. You're not a witness for him in Amen. that way. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We are glad you have joined us on SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary, coming to you live on this Monday afternoon, already January 23rd. We are glad you have tuned in. If you're new to this broadcast, uh, SWAT stands for, as Doug mentioned earlier, Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Doug and I are going to dig through the scriptures today, as we do every day, and just have some lively discussion about it. But one one thing I did want to say, that we went on the break talking about all this lgbtq plus and some of the things that are happening and i mentioned this guy ivan provorov i'm not a hockey guy but uh you know you know we're in trouble if the nhl is is now you know supporting this kind of stuff but what was interesting is in you know he did face a lot of backlash for his decision to boycott the pride night support you know lgbtq plus xyz whatever uh-huh. Um, but interestingly enough, last week he had the number one selling jersey in all of hockey. Uh-huh. Now, does that tell you who's who the fans are? Yeah. Listen, th- we these hockey players, these football players are are to play. They're they're entertainers. Mm-hmm. Who is the audience? I mean, think about it, Doug. It, hockey. Is LGBTQ the first group of people you think of when you think of hockey? Oh, no. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. It's crazy. No. It's absolutely uh, crazy. Well, hey, um, one other thing that I've been meaning to mention, I, I wanted to mention last week, but even, even it, it's a couple other things popped up over the weekend. <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this uh, this young Fox, I say young, young Fox News producer died. Um, um, gosh, what was his name? He was 47 years old, 47 years old, and he died of a heart attack. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> and then a 21 year old air force cadet died of a heart attack. And there's, it, it prompts a lot of people who are talking about vaccination, uh, you know, related deaths or related to some of these things. And remember we had Dr. Merritt on here who said, you know, 2022, 2023, you're going to start seeing people just fall out, hmm. uh, normal, like healthy people. And, and I mean, we talked about this before the, the, the people that are, uh, the funeral homes are actually reporting. I talked to two funeral directors who said that they have had more young people deaths and they young people, they classify between the age of 25 and 45 in the last two years than the previous 10 years. And uh, it, it's just crazy that nobody, I still see ads promoting oh, the yeah. vaccine, oh, yeah. which is absolutely <clears throat> insane. Uh, the, well, the, 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 yeah. the whole COVID thing, people are, it's, it's diluted. It's out there. Can it still affect people? Yeah. Just like the flu and like everything else, what happens if you get it, you go, you get treatment, but I'm amazed that they're still pushing the vaccine you drive and you see billboards make sure you get the vax yeah. make sure you get the booster elon musk tweeted tweeted the other day that he felt he got the booster and felt terrible after hmm. it and he's you know he's worried so anyway all that to say um you know <laughs> be smart about your health out there do research and, and get you know. a second opinion yeah <laughs> um i mean that that's all i'm gonna say it's uh it it i'm no physician um i didn't sleep at a holiday Inn express uh, <laughs> yeah the, the reality is we're not getting the whole story well it's still politicized yeah. that's what's so yeah. crazy and doctors should be able to ask questions doctors should be able to question methods they should have dialogue and debate that's one area you want doctors talking Absolutely. is you know making sure that they're doing it right so enough said about that let's talk about paul and acts 20 and get back to the word of god you know um acts 20 is such a great chapter hmm. um it, it's it really stands out in luke's yeah. letter to theophilus yeah because it's really paul's passing of the baton his ministry's winding down. He's heading back to Jerusalem. Remember, he stopped in Troas. We talked about that last week with uh, seven young disciples and Luke. And he's um, he was doing the little house church thing because they didn't have a facility to meet, and they're meeting there. Eutychus falls out the window, and uh, Paul raises him from the dead. Mm. And we, we looked at uh, three really um, – three principles from that text uh, verses 1 through 12 last week of how God shows his love to the church by first of all encouraging and guiding younger disciples to pass on his truth and I said this Brad at the meeting imagine 
if there were no young disciples, no younger believers in, let's say, the whole United States, let's say right now you and I and our generation was the last generation of believers, imagine 15 years from now, maybe 10 years from now, what would be going on Hmm. as the generation, our generation passes there's no salting influence. There's no purifying influence in the world. Think about all the, how believers impact the people around them. Even though they may not believe in what we believe, there's still a purifying influence, a calming influence mm-hmm. to, to be able to say, hey, you know what? Is there any way I can pray for you? Yeah. You know, I care about you because the world doesn't care about the world. Right. The world cares about right. itself. So it's encouraging for God to pass on the faith to younger people to keep it going and um and the other thing is he shows his love to the church by engaging and gathering the disciples regularly to uh get instruction to remember jesus what he did his death burial and resurrection and our purpose when we come together each week in a church service it's not just to get the information from the pastor. It's to interact with each other. It's to praise God, but it's also mm-hmm. to encourage and edify one another yeah. and to to be able to build each other up and remember our own purpose in being here. Mm-hmm. We're here <clears throat> to be witnesses, to be ambassadors, to be priests. And then um, we also looked at the last one, which was examining and giving attention to God's messenger and his word last week. And I think this is one we really struggle with. We're, we're pretty content with a messenger giving a message unless we don't like the style. We'll critique the style, mm. wow. but we don't even know the content yeah. a lot of times no, if it's right. right or wrong. I was Yesterday I was encouraged coming. You know, having gone through this last week, you know, I, I come into church. Uh, there are people there greeting and saying hello. I go in. I, I sit in the same spot I, generally within about eight or six six or eight different seats i'm usually in the same spot um you know we the service was great we got up we greeted a couple of people but what would it have looked like had we stopped and just kind of had some encouragement to others that we knew and uh, you know i'm sure you're the same way you go in you, you get in this rhythm this you know way you do sunday mornings and uh, of course we were you know walking out you know, talking to people as we walked out. But what if our purpose, to your point, is that when we gather, we're not just getting the information. We're not just hearing a sermon and singing songs, mm-hmm. but we're walking out and we're engaging with people that we may know. Those are That's the body of Christ. Yes. And, and what if we talked about other things other than the Jaguars playing yesterday? You know, whatever <laughs> it was, um, are we speaking spiritual life into people? I was encouraged to walk out in the foyer. I saw pastor there uh, greeting people and talking to people. Uh, line was a little longer than I. I didn't. I was going to tease him about the TCU Horn Frogs losing to his Georgia Bulldogs, but you know that the point was we should be intentional when we go to church, and mm-hmm. it's not just sitting in the seat you normally sit in, hearing a message, singing a song, and then leaving. What would it look like if we really engaged with people hasn't, at a spiritual level? Hasn't it really become, oh, just singing some songs, hearing a message, and walking out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, and, I, and true of know. me, too, Doug. Yeah, you know? it's, it's easy for that to happen. Well, we looked at 
those principles last week about that that worship service, and we talked about that. And one of the things was that in examining the messenger, and if he's giving me God's word, and it's 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 correctly interpreted, then that carries the weight of God behind it, the weight of yeah. our Creator. Yeah. This is not just somebody's opinion. That's why our opinion doesn't really count when we're talking about the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It's what's true, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we need to give attention to that. And so this week, we're going to look at verses 13 through 21. And it's really Paul's only recorded sermon to the church, and which is kind of amazing. He It gives us a glimpse of his ministry. We see Paul as a pastor shepherd rather than the evangelist and uh, we see this uh, new generation of leaders these elders of ephesus he summons to the to him uh he he's really he meets them at this place called Miletus Miletus and um he he gives them kind of parting instructions okay i'm going you're never going to see me again this is what's really important and so I, I told you, instead of doing the whole rest of the chapter after 12, I broke it up, you know, uh, 13 through 21, we're going to cover this week on air. At SWAT this week, we're going to look at 22 through 27, which is, again, is only five verses. Uh, and you go, you know, wow, that's not a lot, but there's so much there. You just got to take it, you know, verse by verse. And so uh, what, what's going on, Jeremy? Jeremy, are, are we in break? Are we? Yep. <laughs> yep. We're, oh, we're. Uh, we've got a couple. We got a yeah, couple of minutes. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. We're, we're we're having a little bit. Of, excuse the technical Monday difficulties here. We'll get them worked out. But, oh, but, uh, but yeah. Anyway, we're going to look at these these um, this these verses here, and as we look at Paul as God's servant, we're going to focus on his character, not methods. And uh, try to imitate him. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, we're we're glad you have joined us this afternoon. Uh, We're going to take a break for national news. If you want to call in this afternoon, the number is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. If you're unable to call, we still want to hear from you, so feel free to email us with your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sky traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. All those people. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this afternoon, this Monday afternoon. Again, the uh, the number to call if you want to call in is 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. And, uh, again, you can all, also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We're going to work through the text in this segment, and then we'll take calls during the last segment if you want to call. Yeah, we were just reviewing the first part of Acts 20 where we are. We're in Acts 20, 13 through 21 this week, and we're looking specifically at Acts 20. 
13 through 19 today. But in the whole text, we're looking at the Apostle Paul as God's servant. And, you know, Brad, if, if Paul were alive today, if, we, if he'd hid the min, had the ministry he had today, people would try to package his methods instead of identifying his character and trying to imitate his character. Mm. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so as we look at him, um, I believe God calls us to remember his servant Paul. Obviously, Luke is writing about him. And first of all, we should attain his desire. The same desire Paul had should be the same desire we have, which was his desire was to serve the Lord humbly. Mm-hmm. As a believer, that should be our desire. Yeah. We, we, we exist to glorify him, and how do we glorify him? By producing fruit, right? And, and serving him. And so it's not a work to get us to heaven. It's a response to what God did in Paul's life, and it's a response to what he's done in our life. So that's really the first principle. That's what we're going to look at today. Tomorrow we're going to look at he also calls us to appropriate his devotion. In other words, do we surrender to the Lord trustingly in our day-to-day life? Um, Paul did. He, He was very devoted to the Lord's plan. He saw Jesus as his master, and we're going to look at that tomorrow. And then third, on Wednesday, we're going to look at uh, also advancing his declaration. Whose declaration? Paul's declaration. Why? Because his declaration was the Lord's declaration. He he stewarded well the Lord's message, and we're going to look at that. We see it in the text, what Paul called people to. And it's a far cry from what we hear in a lot of our culture today in relation to the gospel. When Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. I think if you just read follow me, you would think we're supposed to follow Paul. Yeah. No, we're to, we're to follow what Paul did, but we follow Christ. Yeah. And, well, and the whole idea today of attaining his desire is his motivation. What motivates Paul? Uh, this this is an area that it's hard, and you and I talked about this last week. Some about you can you can serve the Lord humbly on the outside and not feel it on the inside. You can do the actions. Sure, Paul sure. felt it. He felt a deep sense of gratitude that God would save him and then call him to this task. And for us. I really believe the only way we get this is by asking God for it. But I think it's the prayer he wants us to pray. I I can't imagine in any hemisphere, any stratosphere, wherever, that if you ask God to give you a, a obedient heart, a trusting heart and a heart that wants to be humble, that he's going to go, nah, I don't think so. I'm not going to do that for you, Doug or Brad. Uh, Can you imagine that? (laughs) No, and you and I talked about this last week, uh, I think maybe Wednesday or something. I was talking about how humility, uh, being humble, we're told in Scripture, humble yourself. You know, it's not a fruit of the Spirit. However, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And if we have self-control, we have the ability to humble ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're to do that with a humble spirit. 
Well, there's two ways to humble yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, Either uh, well, you do it yourself or he's going to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and I think you do it by the word of God, yeah. by being in the word, or your circumstances will humble you. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. they will definitely humble you. Well, why don't you read verses 13 through 19, and let's talk a little bit about this first section of Scripture of attaining his desire remembering paul and attaining paul's desire which is to serve the lord humbly yeah verse 13 chapter 20 but going ahead to the ship we set sail for assos intending to take paul aboard there for so he had arranged uh intending himself to go by land and when he met us at assos we took him on board and went to middleene and sailing from there we came uh the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos, and the day after that we went to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Verse 17, Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. There there it is right there in verse 19, serving the Lord with humility. All humility. That that, that was really his motivation, right? Uh, Now, we got to remember Luke is writing this to Theopolis. And he's writing to explain how the gospel got from Jerusalem to Rome. And he's, he's, the, the first part is about really Peter being the leader uh, and doing a lot of the ministry. And the second part, we see Paul is the primary agent. And here Paul is, he's got these disciples there in Troas, and Paul sends them on ahead to meet him at Miletus. And he, he goes by land. He goes by himself to go down there to get away, to clear his head. Sometimes as a leader, you need some time alone. Mm. And so there he goes, and he meets him there. And what's interesting is Luke then talks about where they go, and he lists these cities. He says, we set sail for Assos, and when we he met us at Assos. So that's really where Paul met them. Then we took him on board. We went to Mytilene. And then we went to Chios, Samos, Miletus. Well, what's interesting about these places is they all have significant attachments there. Uh, Chios was the birthplace of Homer, the Iliad, you know, the Odyssey. Yep. A great literary figure uh, before this time. And a lot of people looked at uh, Homer as probably one of the greatest literary figures of that whole world at that time. And then you see Assos was the temple of Athena. That's where Alexander the Great built that great temple to her there. Samos was where a guy named Pythagoras lived, the Pythagorean theory. He believed math and uh, metaphysics was the answer to the big questions of the world. He was mentored by a guy named Thales, who was really one of the leaders of early modern philosophy, who was from Miletus. So all these places attached to literature religion education philosophy luke just blows right by any association with these people because he's talking about jesus because in his mind jesus is the only answer 
to the big questions. Yeah. And he wants um, Theophilus to know that. But it says Paul wanted to be in Jerusalem at Pentecost. He wanted to get there. He wanted one last time to go try to reach out to his people, the the, the Jewish people there, and they all were going to be there for Pentecost. And verse 17 says that he summoned the Ephesian elders. That means he sent somebody to Ephesus to get him to come to Miletus. I think it was about 30 miles. And he calls the leaders elders here. Verse 28, he calls them pastors and overseers. But really, pastors is the generic term which kind of describes their role. Pastors, Brad, are supposed to be shepherds of Christ's sheep. They're they're called to tend the flock, to feed the flock, to protect the flock. And it's just really alarming to me that a major U.S. pastor, very influential guy, said that he thinks the shepherd model of the church is dead, that it should be a CEO model. And I asked this in SWAT last week. What motivates a CEO? You're a business guy. You've been a business guy. Mm -hmm. What motivates a CEO out in the world? Profit. It's always profit. So that's a terrible, terrible model for leadership in the church. Was the church about profit? No, it's about what? It's about shepherding the flock. But I believe it's become about economic sustainability in a lot of ways. If you look at our culture, mm-hmm. um, we we plan everything. Do we really do things that that require faith a lot of times? I'm not saying some of those things don't happen, but I'm saying even in our church services, do we every week is so planned out, does the Holy Spirit even have a role to come in there and change that plan? In some places he does, some places he doesn't. And so but but the pastors are supposed to be the shepherds. They're not CEOs. They're shepherds. They're, they've always, throughout Scripture, you see that. And Paul reminds him in verse 18, he says, listen, you know how I lived among you. I was consistent. And his success was not based on methods or methodology. It was based on who he was. And he's saying there's no credibility gap between my life and my message. Guys, I love you. I cared for you. And and even I mentioned First Thessalonians two last week. He talks about how much he cared for these people, and and I tell you, when he talks about suffering the Lord with humility and tears, he his tears were because of the people. They didn't get mm-hmm. it sometimes, yeah. and and he wanted them to get it. And uh, all the struggles he's trying to help people, and his brothers are mistreating him. They're beating yeah. him. They're casting <clears throat> him out. Made me think about last. I think last week, or maybe in the week before, you were talking about how uh, Paul's this this kind of final chapter in Paul's life really is a is a little bit of a glimpse to Jesus's last uh, portion of his life. Yeah, I think of Jesus coming down the uh, the mount, seeing Jerusalem. He had compassion on them. They were sheep without a shepherd, and you know he we, he wept. Yeah, and I think Paul's doing the same. Yeah, well, you know, one of the comments a lot of a lot of leaders make is, "Well, it's not feasible for me to care for all these people." Charles Spurgeon, at the height of his church, there were six thousand people in his church. He knew everybody's name, their spouse's name, their kids' name, because he was deeply involved in knowing his sheep. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty impressive, right there. <clears throat> well, when we come back from the break, Doug and I'll take your calls. 
The number to call is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back for our final segment. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary, as we work our way through Acts chapter 20 this we've been in 20 now what are we two three weeks in now, i think yeah Dan? yep well we are glad you have tuned in if you are new to swat radio swat is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with christ the broadcast is made possible by the donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of god's word if you're interested in learning more about swat radio or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, go to SWATradio.com. You can click on the SWAT Meetings tab, and there you'll find the various places and the times that we meet. We'd love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting uh, or sponsoring SWAT Radio, just click on the Support tab on that website for further information. Again, our phone lines are open for this last segment of the day. We'd love to hear from you. Call us, 844-777-7928, 777-SWAT. Yeah, you know, Brad, um, that passage in um, that passage in 1 Thessalonians so shows the heart, the pastor's heart of Paul as he's writing the Thessalonians to remind them. And I'm sure when he spoke to the Ephesians, you get that same feel as he, he says, you know, how I lived among you. And I served the Lord with all humility and tears with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. He's just reminding them, listen, I'm going through these things and I care about you. And it reveals his, his heart to serve the Lord humbly. 
And if you read First Thess 2, you get that same picture yeah, let me uh, read that. <laughs> from another letter he wrote in another group. So read First, two, First Thess 2, 1 through about 6. Yeah, it says, For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not... Uh, spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive but just as we have been approved by god to be entrusted with the gospel so we speak not to please man but to please god who tests our hearts Mm -hmm. for we never came with words of flattery as you know nor with a pretext for greed god is witness nor did we seek glory from people whether whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. Let me read 7. I think it's the great end of that little section. It says, But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. Verse 8, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. Mm. That's just a beautiful uh, letter that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians reminding them of what he had suffered and why he suffered because he served the Lord. He he was motivated to serve God. And, you know, he's saying to them, too, there's no gap between my life and message. And the problem with our culture today is a lot of times the pastors who are supposed to be the shepherds um, – we don't know what their life's like. Right. We, we don't know them. Um, and just like we talked about examining God's messengers last week, how do you examine somebody you can't know? Right. Uh, unless something comes out in the media, we don't even know to believe the media. The way you examine is by spending, spending time. time. That's yeah. why Jesus yeah. said, come follow me. Yeah. I, I You know. He didn't just say, come learn from me. I mean, no. he did say, come learn no. from me, but, but he said, it was basically come, come spend be with some me. time with me. Yeah, come be with me. And, you know, uh, it, for us as believers, Paul, it, what he taught these people is, listen, be who God made you to be, serve him, and he will bless your ministry from impact. That doesn't mean you're going to be blessed financially. It doesn't mean you're going to be blessed with good health. Um, I was just talking with a good brother before the program who's really struggling with his health right now. He's been a faithful servant of God. I've seen him do so much for the kingdom and he's at the end of his life and it's sad to watch what's going on. And I think, you know, he's serving, he's had a huge impact. He's impacted me. He's impacted my wife. He's impacted so many others. But it doesn't mean that you're going to not have pain. You're not going to have suffering. And Paul says that. I served with humility. I served with uh, with tears. And service to God comes with humility and suffering. It's And it's not just the suffering of bad choices, bad associations. Uh, it, it is, you know, Paul serves really without caring what other people think because he wasn't building a following for himself he was always pointing people to jesus that was his goal to glorify jesus to point people to jesus and it's just really difficult brad in our culture uh not to let pride creep in it's so hard because we have such a celebrity 
culture, even within the church, I, I can remember going to conferences, and I'm you know too, you've been at them as well, how people treat the speakers, the keynote speakers, the other speakers, and and I, I just don't see that here. Yes, people would have responded to those who walked with uh, God, but you know, Paul says, talks about his own speech. He wasn't a man who used flattery or used these great speaking skills. Mm-hmm. He was just faithful. Well, Vic and I were reading through Acts 11 today, you know, where Peter goes to, is it uh, Cornelius' house? Yeah. Uh, and Cornelius is bowing down, and Peter's like, no, stand up. I'm just a man. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just men. And uh, I, I, I so enjoy, I love this idea of um, that he, it says in verse four of Second Thessalonians, First uh, Thessalonians two. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, mm-hmm. so we speak not to please man, but to please God. What if that were always our motive? Which it's not. <laughs> it, it is not always to please God. I wish it was. Well, you know, Brad, there's there's precedent in the New Testament uh, where Jesus you know, was prescribing the woes to the Pharisees. And he says, you know what? Uh, Practice and observe what they tell you, but don't do what they do. For they preach, but they don't practice. Mm -hmm. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. They make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. And that's what they wore to make themselves look very spiritual. They love the places of honor at feast and the best seats in the synagogues. Who doesn't? We all like right. those, right? Right. And greetings in the marketplace and being called rabbi by others. But you're not to be called that. You have one teacher, and it's me. Jesus is basically trying to share with them, listen, you, you guys are focused on the wrong things. And Paul, what you see in his life, he was always about the church, lifting up the body, encouraging the body, you know, uh, sacrificing his own comforts for the body. I mean, and, and you see this guy who was willing. He says in Second Corinthians 2, I wrote to you out of much affliction and anguish of heart with many tears, not to cause you pain, but let you know the abundant love I have for you. Hmm. And that's why he's saying, that's why I had you read First Thessalonians. All this suffering, he's not wanting people to feel sorry for him. He's wanting them to know that's the depth of love mm-hmm. that I had for you. Well, he, he wasn't it Paul who said, I would take your curse? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, if I could be accursed, he says, then, so that you could be in, mm. which is, um, you know, he Paul just had this devotion to Christ that was motivated by his desire to serve the Lord humbly. And for us, you and I, that, that's something worth asking God for. Lord, help me to have the same desire Paul had. Help me attain his desire mm-hmm. to serve the, the Lord humbly. Yeah, Paul says in Colossians 3.12, Vic and I are memorizing Colossians 3. It says, put on, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Mm-hmm. What if we did, and, and I think that we're, if you're going to put some on, it's always talking about take off and put on. Mm-hmm. you got to put on this humility. 
as God's holy and beloved people. Yeah, well, this first section we're looking at in 13 through 21, basically the rest of the chapter is going to be broken up 13 to 21, 22 to 27, and then 28 through the end of the chapter of verse of chapter 20. And this first section is really a looking back as he's kind of looking back to how he served and 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 in this we're observing his attitude and his motivation and so um I, I, I really, again, want to reiterate, if you're out there and maybe you're, you don't feel a desire to serve the Lord humbly, ask him, ask him, you know, ask, you, you know, it, it's not something I don't believe you can will the desire to serve him humbly. You can serve him humbly, but you can be doing it out of obligation and not the joy that Paul felt because mm-hmm. you don't. You don't get beat for doing something for somebody and thinking about the people. Boy, if we were getting beat, it'd be real easy for us to complain. Man, I can't believe this. And now I've told you about John Monger. Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. I've never heard him complain. Mm -hmm. The guy who was imprisoned and beaten because he has this attitude of serving the Lord. I mean, Paul's motivation is the Lord, his love for for God, his love for Christ which ultimately leads horizontally to a love for the people, to a love for the church. And so our motivation should be to love God. It's the Shema, right, Doug? Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Yeah. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Uh, Love your neighbor because he is like you. Actually, we got a call. Uh, Somebody called in. Right at the Uh, very end. You're going to have to, but we only got 30 seconds. Hey, if you send a question to ask at SWATradio.com, we'll do it tomorrow, or you can call back tomorrow. Please. So hopefully, yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear you. Absolutely. Again, go to SWATradio.com if you want to check out the various Bible studies. Again, if you have questions for Doug or myself, Brad at SWATradio.com or Doug at SWATradio.com or ask at SWATradio.com. You'll get us one way or the other. We look forward to having you back tomorrow. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 